0: Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion, Useless NBA Trivia and Garbage Rankings. As always, if this is your first time, check out our trailer for Season 1. We're going to hop into talking about the Orlando Magic. The team came into the league in 1989, part of that big influx of new teams, overexpansion for that eight-year period that led to a crappy late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, The first three years, understandably not so hot. 18 wins, 31 wins, 21 wins, but they hit the lottery quite literally in 92. Ended up with Shaquille O'Neal, one of the maybe eight guaranteed number one picks of the last 35 years. If you're talking Shaq, Duncan, LeBron, I throw Anthony Davis in there, and Zion. And, of course, Victor... When ben Yama coming up this year in his four years with the team he won 41 games as a rookie impressive 50 games 57 games and 60 games in 1996 and 95 they uh, famously defeated the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs the only team from 91 to 98 to beat Michael Jordan in the playoffs of course he was coming off that baseball rust Now, in 93, they drafted Chris Webber. Could have had that combo of Shaq and Chris Webber back-to-back number one picks. Lucky. They traded Webber away for Anthony Hardaway. It was a great duo for a couple years, but they clashed. Shaq wanted more money, so he went to L.A. in 96. Anthony broke down after a couple years. In 2001, or in 2000, they tried to craft a super team with Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady. Um, McGrady was incredible, winning most approved player, a couple first-team All-NBAs. Grant Hill went from former first-team All-NBA player to broken down and battered. Never really did much at all in Orlando. Kind of revived his career in Phoenix, but we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. T-Mac left to Houston in 2004. But man, if he just stayed one more year, he could have been teamed up with the perfect partner for him in Dwight Howard, high-flying defensive player, better than the the lumbering Yao Ming clogging up the paint for uh, for T-Mac. Dwight was the number one pick in the 2004 draft, didn't win rookie of the year behind Emeka Okafor, but for the next eight years was a dominant defensive force, he didn't really have touch on offense, but when you have that much strength, that much power, how much touch do you need? He took the team to their second finals in 2009, the 59 win season, they lost where they get half a ring for defeating LeBron James in the 9 playoffs. Now a lot of drama later, Dwight was traded in the uh, 2012 offseason. Just a massive, massive trade: sent Andrew Bynum to the Sixers, Andre Iguodala to the Nuggets, and Dwight to the Lakers. And of those three players, those four teams, the only one who's st- the only star who is still on the team the following year was Nikola Vucevic who was like a free set of tires for the Magic. Now he didn't help him win at all, didn't make the playoffs from when Dwight left until 2019, but he put up numbers, he was a good player. Now they're in massive rebuild mode, a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent, and hopes look high. Hoping it changes soon, because as of right now, the Magic, they have the most losses in the NBA since Dwight Howard left. All told, the team's been around 34 seasons, 47% winning percentage, not terrible 16 playoffs but they have made the made the finals twice two really really good teams and on top of that they made the Eastern Conference Finals another couple times there Uh, let's hop into the rankings first team point guard going Anthony Penny Hardaway played with the team six years it's fifth year uh, really injury prone after he left in 99 his career kind of tailed off with a lot of a lot of injuries between the Suns and the Knicks. But those 6 years were really really special for All-Star games, averaging 19 points, 6 assists, on really good shooting numbers. When you're the centerpiece of a trade that breaks up two number 1 picks from playing together, next generation's twin towers, you really have to be something special. And he's a wonderfully athletic guard, really tall, 6 foot 7. And he could do it all on the floor. He got rebounds. He played defense. Got a lot of steals. Could put up points when he needed to. Shorter career than you would have wanted, both with the Magic and overall. But what you gonna do? He was your first-team All-NBA point guard in both 1995 and 1996. Two-time first-team All-NBA. That's tough. One time, one time is a fluke. You got the Trell Spreewell, Kim Noah. But two times first team, it's impressive territory. Third in MVP shares in 1996. Your Magic's first team shooting guard, Tracy McGrady. Now, again, just like with Penny, he was only there for four years. He was an all star in all four years. Led the league in points per game twice, first team All NBA twice. All told with his time with the Magic, he averaged 28 points, seven rebounds five assists who's James Harden 1.0 maybe even better because he actually played defense now he gutted his way out of there but they were not treating him right they weren't to rotting him with the right pieces so when he left to Houston kind of checked out but if he stuck around let's say maybe he holds up for that 09 playoff run that's something special he has the magic's uh, highest single season points per game market 32 per game in 2003 and despite only being there four years, he's number four in Magic's points. First team, small forward going Hidu Turkalu. Eight seasons and two stops with the Magic. He was on that 2009 finals run. Probably, probably their second best player. The year before in 08, he put up uh, almost 20 points, five rebounds, five assists on 45% shooting while hitting 40% of his threes, taking five a game. He was the most improved player that year. And we're gonna break into the most improved player conversation right quick. Cause just like with the Clippers, with the six man of the year award, the most improved player really favors Orlando Magic players. Uh, 91, Scott Skiles. 99, Daryl Armstrong. 2001, Tracy McGrady. 2008, Hedu Turkaloo. And in 2012, Ryan Anderson. That's five guys from the Magic who have won Most Improved Player. That's tied with the Pacers for most in league history. Hedo, all-around offensive tool, played really well in the last two rounds of those 09 playoffs. Kind of stunking up in the deciding game, but I mean they were overachieving anyway, so who cares? do is seventh in Magic history in points, fifth in three pointers, second in triple doubles only has three not a lot of magic triple doubles out there Uh, first team power forward this was a tough one not a lot of great options I'm going Horace Grant seven years with the magic longer than I would have thought he started his career seven years in Chicago and then five years with the magic a couple stops in Seattle then LA and then two more years with the magic so five years with that main run averaged 11 points eight rebounds he was there for the first two Shaq years So he is maybe the third best player on a finals contender, who beat his old team, the Bulls, in the 95 playoffs. I think Horace Grant is who you think of when you think of like prototypical power forward. I can't think of a more power forward-esque guy than Horace Grant. Set screens, got rebounds, but not too many rebounds. Put up some buckets, but not too many buckets. Could hit a mid-ranger once in a while, nice roll guy. Not a lot of post moves. Just that grit grind, dude. The kind of guy that I used to love. We don't see too much of anymore. Fifth on the team in total rebounds. And in NBA history, in NBA history, he is fifth in career playoff offensive rebounds. Made four total all-defensive teams, twice with the magic. First-team center. This one might cause some argument amongst my massive fan base, but this, this is an obvious one. It's Dwight Howard. Dwight played there 8 years, Shaq played there 4 years, they both made finals, Shaq had a scoring title, Dwight had 4 rebound titles, 2 block titles, 3 defensive player of the years, both ended up being 2nd in MVP voting one year, now Shaq was clearly the better player, clearly had the better career, Dwight was better with the magic. For a longer period of time to eight years playing there twice as long that's that's the key now in his time there put up 18.4 points 13 rebounds per game on 1.6 blocks purely defensive centers like dwight usually aren't fun to watch but when he leaps the way he does he was a showman he was so fun in his first few years and then as soon as the lakers thing happened not only did his career just tumble but he just it, 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 he never grew up that's the most unfortunate thing about his career. His shtick his was funny when he was 25, but when he, when he was 33 and still making fart jokes. Like, dude, just go win a title, come on. Now he owns most Magic records, free throws, rebounds, blocks, points. Shockingly does not have the most three-pointers in Magic history. Win shares, defensive rating. It's pretty overpowering. Dwight Howard. Now historically, he's a historically great player, so we're gonna go through this. Played in eight all-star games. All NBA first team five times, third team twice, second team once, a lot of all defensive teams in there. Top five in MVP voting four straight years. Peaked in 2011 at second in MVP voting. Just shy of 20,000 points, 19th in career rebounds per game with 11.8, and 10th now, 10th in total rebounds, 13th in blocks. Now, he's playing in Taiwan, dominating over there. Those are some fun highlights to see. I I uh, recommend you turn off this podcast immediately. Watch some Dwight Howard Taiwan pod, uh, Taiwan highlights. Uh, but I digress. That's our first team. Penny Hardaway, Trace McGrady, Hedo Turkoglu, Horace Grant, and Dwight Howard. On to the second team for our point guard. You know Jameer Nelson played in an all-star game? That's what happens with great teams like that 9 team was. They just throw you all-star selections. Uh, Another player on the second team was an all-star in the 9 team, but Jameer Nelson, 42 games played, 16 points, 5 assists, yeah he was an all-star, I think he was a reserve that year, he shot 45% from three, Uh, that's incredible, he played 10 years with the Magic, their all-time leader in assists, Uh, fourth in total three pointers made, what really hurts him was uh, he was out for a lot of the 9 playoffs during that finals run. Rafer Olsen stepped up and started most of the games and they were better with Rafer uh, so that kind of hurts him but he was there 10 years on a really important team came in the same year as Dwight and left two years later just a really steady quality point guard for a long amount of time he's a league average starter for a decade made 70 million dollars he's doing all right second team shooting guard this one is Nick Anderson now he was uh, drafted in 89 11th overall, first ever draft pick by the Orlando Magic. Now this was not the greatest draft of all time, so finishing 11th kind of checks out. By his fourth year there, Shaq was his running mate. He finished at 19.9 points, twice in a row. Never 20 point per game score. Just cannot get that last point one, and it's probably because he was a dreadful free throw shooter. Career 67. Uh, that's not horrible. When you see he started at 70% and dropped down to below 50 for a couple years. He's one of those guys like like Draymond Green today, Rajon Rondo, who they just like feared getting fouled because in the biggest moments they failed. I think my favorite snap by him in 2001, 33 years old with Sacramento a little past his prime, still getting minutes on a good team on the Sacramento Kings. He didn't take a single free throw all season in 21 games not a terrible sample size a guy who once led a team in historical career scoring couldn't get to the free throw, free throw line once because he just refused to uh, but he was a good scorer well-rounded player well liked player and played there a decade second team small forward the other all-star from the 2009 season Rashard Lewis now he only played there three and a half years a lot shorter than you would have thought cause he was kind of there for their, their apex in 08, 09, and 10. He is the classic second or third banana. If he's the best player on your team, you're not going to win a lot of games as I saw early in his career. When you team him up with a guy like Dwight Howard, he could be a serviceable second second guy, spot up three point shooter. For his career, he made 1.7 threes a game, 38%. Like he was peaking at seven attempts a game in 2009 people just did not do that back then and that led the league what that team was really missing was a number two genuine scorer take the load off Dwight let him just be a defensive player and rebounder massive dunker let Rashard Lewis be a three-point bomber that team was missing a quality lead scoring shooting guard for his career Rashard Lewis 25th in NBA history in three point field goals finally got that title in 2013 with the Miami Heat second team power forward Oof. We are we are scraping. Player I like a lot, but the fact that he's their second best power forward in history. Uh, going, Aaron Gordon should have been two-time dunk champion. I really liked him out of out of college. A 2014 draft. I think there were there was just a lot of missed opportunities. Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker. Marcus Smart had a nice career but he just thought it'd be more. And I think Aaron Gordon was a casualty of that. First career with the Magic, 13 points, six rebounds a game. Kind of flocked between small forward, power forward. Decent three-point shooter. Took way more than he should have. He was below 30% his first three years and then jumped up to 35, making about two a game. But you shouldn't be taking six threes a game unless you can make 35%. I feel like that should be a law. Now, In Magic history, he's sixth in total rebounds, and that's about it. Very nice player. Nice little resurgence with these uh, Denver Nuggets. And he's only 27 years old. That just blew my mind. Second team center, the big Aristotle. Shaquille O'Neal first four years with the Orlando Magic led the league in scoring once field goal percentage once led the league in field goal percentage for his career 10 times that is unbelievable when he retired he was number in NBA history in career field goal percentage with 58%. And then if you concluded ABA, he was number one. Artis Gilmore dropped below because his percentages were lower than the ABA. Now, just looking at the NBA, he's number 12. He's been passed by Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, Stephen Adams, Mason Plumley, DeAndre Aiden, Tyson Chandler, Montrezl Harrell, Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert, and DeAndre Jordan. It's just a different league. Now you got these big guys that just get lobs, but he was a pure scoring big man who could not be stopped and shot at a insanely high percentage that 95 title run deserves half a ring defeated the bulls they were rusty with jordan's baseball sabbatical but still he defeated scotty and michael in the 90s and as a rookie look at this 3.5 blocks per game 13.9 rebounds per game his second season 29 points per game he was a man among children the most dominant force of the NBA the past 30 years. One of the 15 best players in NBA history, but only four years with magic. So that's our second team, Jameer Nelson, Nick Anderson, Richard Lewis, Aaron Gordon, Shaquille O'Neal. Third team, we're going Daryl Armstrong. First three years, was not in the NBA, playing overseas and in the USBL. First season in the NBA at 26 years old three games started or three games played 96 second season 13 games played 97 98 middling away didn't start 25 points per game the 1999 that gross lockout season jumped up to 14 points seven assists couple steals good percentages hit some nice threes who's the 1999 most improved player and Sixth man of the year let's see if that's ever happened before he was the first player to win both Sixth man of the year and most improved player in the same year, I don't think anybody else did it at all, let alone in the same year. Now, by that time, he was, he was already 30, he only had you know four or five more good years left. But that's fine. He lived his dream, started a little bit late. Pretty inspiring story. Nine total years with the Magic, averaging 12 points, five assists per game. All time, he is third in Magic assists. Right behind a guy at, who's number two in Magic Assists who might have been able to steal his spot here. But I'm, I'm going Daryl Armstrong. Longevity, nice story, two cool awards in the same year. 13 shooting guard Evan Fournier. Seven seasons in Orlando, longer than you would've thought. 16 points a game and two playoffs in 19 and 20. Bouncing the first round both times. Did steal a game off the Milwaukee Bucks one season. Impressive. Now Looking at him now, he's a shell of what he used to be, and it's not great sometimes. But when he was with the Magic, he hit good percentages, hit threes, made free throws, pass, okay defender, knew where to be. Now I think he's one of the most unplayable contracts in the league. But for seven years, he was he was a threat. He was an important player for a long time on the Orlando Magic. He's third on, on the team all time in three pointers made, 10th in assists eighth in points. The more I'm looking at this, the more obvious this becomes. Evan Fournier. Third team small forward Dennis Scott. Much easier one. 3D was one of the original bombers. Set the original record for three pointers made a season with 267 broken a couple years later by two by Ray Allen then smashed many times over by uh, Stephen Curry, but he was with Shaq, with uh, Penny on those four playoff teams in that Finals run. He's making 2.5 threes per game in twenty one playoff games. He really slumped in the Finals, only made uh, only made seven threes in four games, ten points per game, shooting thirty one percent. Oof, got swept by the uh, by the Rockets. But really good. He can be the fourth or fifth best player on a really really good team because he was Dennis Scott. Oh, he's an awesome uh, analyst 13 power forward Ryan Anderson now I inexplicably hated Ryan Anderson in 2012, I was young so you can hold it against me, uh, he won he was one of those most improved players, 16 points a game 8 rebounds but led the league in threes, it was a 66 game season but he hit 166 this was literally the year right before Steph Curry broke the record and 166 3 pointers leading the league it's never going to happen again even if we have a 50 game season that's not going to happen again now this might be a little bit high he only played there three years and was most improved his final year there uh, but those are three really good teams and he was important partner on each of those teams he came in right after the finals run and replaced some uh, some offense from Hedo turkalu and looked like he was going to take over the team in 2012 when dwight left But then he also left for the hornets soon to be the pelicans and just became a spot-up shooter for the rest of his life third team center nicole vucevic if you're talking about the best centers of the 2010s it's really really hard to whittle it down you start with probably dwight even though he only really peaked the first couple years demarcus cousins stats over substance andre drummond uh, gave you defense not much offense Vichovic, he's in the conversation though nine years with orlando in those nine years put up 17.6 and 10.8 excellent rebounder score the ball made a couple all-star games never made in all the in uh, all nba team but he was the best player on the team for a decade that's good enough for me although a little bit of defense would be nice too but he does not give you that second on the team in total rebounds third in points fourth in games 13 point guard Daryl Armstrong shooting guard Evan Fournier Dennis Scott Ryan Anderson Nikola Vucevic hardest cuts Uh, Scott Skiles probably could have gone above Daryl Armstrong nice decent career he did have that 30 assist game that record I don't think it's gonna be broken that's bananas I don't know how that happened Uh, Grant Hill really should have been on this list but he just injuries kept him away Uh, guys like Terrence Ross Eh. Uh, Mike Miller wasn't there very long Uh, but really I I was kind of scraping with that third team there's a couple guys that uh, and this team overall the magic haven't had the best history but the fact that they made two finals you just gotta put them above the teams that have never gone that far no they were the second best team in the league two times it's better than anything the Nuggets did anything the Kings did in the shot clock era now if you guys hate my wrong opinions tweet me at Jake Clark underscore three hashtag wrong opinion. We'll be back next week talking about another historically bad team. who have been to the finals two times. This one happened in two straight years in a really, really weak East. Peace out.